Fortinbox.com here where we help you master your money and we are going to be reacting to probably one of the biggest financial mistakes ever made by a pro athlete. So according to the story, Dennis Schroeder in state of shock with an $84 million Lakers decision backfiring horribly. Like, we're going to get into this story, and you can learn a lot of things from this story. But guess what? Like, imagine if you screw yourself out of $84 million. Like, that is so crazy. But let's get into it. So the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Free agent point guard Dennis Schroeder is seemingly having a tough time with the fallout from his decision to decline the $84 million extension the Lakers offered him in March. By the way, if you like this sort of content, hit the like button. I think he's in a state of shock because of what he's done. A source told the Boston Herald's Mark Murphy about how Schroeder feels months after his choice. The 27-year-old was dealt to Los Angeles from Oklahoma City last offseason. He excelled in his starting role with the Lakers and worked well alongside veterans LeBron James and Anthony Davis. However, Schroeder thought he could work out a bigger deal. Now, here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with thinking that you could work out a bigger deal. But the thing is, you really want to secure the bag before you make choices like that. And after a certain point, it's actually better long-term to stick with guarantees instead of high-risk you know, situations, right? But let's continue. So when the free agency window opened on August 2nd, teams didn't gravitate toward Schroeder as expected. And the Lakers wasted no time trading for point guard Russell Westbrook from the Wizards, along with a slew of veteran stars, closing the door on a possible Schroeder return. Although the market for starting point guards is slim, the six foot three point Schroeder may find a temporary home in Boston following Kemba Walker's departure to the Knicks. So the Celtics have pitched Schroeder the idea of backing up Marcus Smart next season, but he needs time following the shock of his Lakers fallout, according to the Boston Herald. And on Tuesday, NBA reporter Jordan Schultz reported that Boston offered Schroeder a one-year deal at the taxpayer $5.9 million mid-level exception. However, Schroeder reportedly wants the full MLE, which is 9 $5 million in a second-year player option. The Celtics don't want to be pressed to exceed the cap, Schultz reported. So with the Lakers, Schroeder averaged 15.4 points, 5.8 assists, and 3.5 rebounds per game while shooting 43.7% from the field. He's become a solid two-way player with playmaking abilities and could add depth to the Celtics alongside Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. The caveat with Boston acquiring Schroeder is his desire to be a starting point guard. If he's brought on behind Smart, it's possible he could run into chemistry and relationship issues in Boston, 
something the team has dealt with at the point guard position since Kyle uh, Kyrie Irving's Celtics stint. And after two impressive years of coming off the bench in Oklahoma City, Schroeder dismissed the idea of a bench role when he joined the Lakers. I did this off the bench stuff already the last two years in Oklahoma City. I think with LeBron and AD, I can be helpful as a starter in the PG position, he said in December 2020. So again, let's kind of like break this down, right? Like this kind of goes to show you that like he didn't understand his actual market value, right? So here's the thing. Again, there's nothing wrong with him wanting to try his best and like try to get the biggest deal that he possibly can, right? There's nothing wrong with that, right? Go ahead and do you, boo. But the thing that you got to really understand, right, is that if you basically have a guaranteed option in front of you for massive amounts of money, nine times out of ten, it's smarter to go with the guarantee than potentially playing the lottery, right? So, for example, let's use like a different, you know, different situation. Let's say that you're just walking down the street, right? And you were offered $1 million in cash right now. After taxes, $1 million in cash right now, right? Or you have a, you know, 80-20 shot of, actually, let's do this. You have like a 90% to 10% shot of actually winning the lottery. Meaning, I should actually flip that 10% to 90%. So basically saying that you have a 10% chance of winning the lottery, right? Compared to the guaranteed $1 million after taxes right now, right? What would you choose? Would you choose the 10% potential chance of winning a lottery potentially worth, you know, nine figures? Or would you pick the guaranteed $1 million right in front of you, right? This is kind of that situation because the thing is, taking that free agent option was a risk. Whereas the... million extension was basically a guarantee for him, right? You know, I believe as long as he stayed healthy and all that kind of stuff and didn't like, you know, completely chop off his limbs or something, he would have gotten $84 million, right? So would he go with the guarantee or basically risk it all for a lottery ticket? And this is the thing that people really need to understand is that Whenever you're guaranteed money, take the guaranteed money, right? It's like the same way with investing. Yeah, technically speaking, you can go invest into individual stocks and you might be able to 10x, 20x, even 100x the account value that you have by that single stock, right? But there's also a very high chance that your stock that you buy it, as soon as you buy it, is going to go down to zero, right? You have a very good chance of that happening as well, right? But 
you have basically a guarantee. Now, not necessarily, but you basically have a guarantee. Average return per year of like seven to twelve percent averaged by just investing into the S and P five hundred, right? So it's smarter to take that guaranteed option of the S and P five hundred than risking it all, putting all of your money into an individual stock. And that's something that you really need to understand when it comes down to finances. Personal finance, all that kind of stuff, right? It's not pretty. It's not exciting. It's very simple, and you always take the guaranteed money. Period, right? Like you always take the guaranteed money, especially when it's like eighty-four million dollars, right? Because after a certain level, and this is something that like a lot of people don't understand too, right? Because I tend to do a lot of research on like billionaires and all that kind of stuff, and there's a lot of billionaires that the way that they manage their money and invest their money is that they really focus on extremely low risk options to maintain and slightly grow their net worth, right? Because in the grand scheme of things, a massive increase, like a potentially massive increase of their net worth, doesn't change anything. So they don't even need to do anything crazy. They can literally just take all their money into the S and P five hundred and real estate, and literally live probably one of the best lives ever, right? And everyone else can also do the exact same thing as well, and just focus on like their job, focus on their career, focus on selling more products, all that kind of stuff, right? Focus on their business if they get a business to bring in the actual cash. But then funnel all that into their investments that are very low risk, right? But even then, your job should not be high risk, anyways, right? And again, this could have all been solved by him just taking the guaranteed money. Like, if you're practically almost guaranteed nearly nine figures, you take that option, right? Like, it just doesn't make any sense for them to not take that option, right? Not only that, even though basketball players tend to have a longer career than other sports, other athletes, right? There's a lot of basketball players, a lot of NBA players that when they retire, they're basically flipping burgers or delivering mail or selling drugs to stay alive, right? There's a lot of NBA players like that. So just keep that in mind. You do not want to be a statistic. You want to have that guaranteed bag that's going to be making you more and more and more money. Because, for example, right, he could technically take this guaranteed money, right, put it all into the S and P five hundred and real estate that produces him massive amounts of cash flow, right, so that the only thing that he needs to focus on. Is basketball increasing his skills in basketball? And guess what? Within the next two to five years, he's probably going to sign a nine-figure contract because all he's focusing on is basketball, right? But that's a whole another thing, right? We'll see you in future episodes. If you like this sort of stuff, hit the like button, subscribe, stay tuned for more types of financial content. And again, if you need help with mastering your money. 
Go check out 40inbox.com to learn the secret to mastering your money, which means you're going to be able to get out of debt, build an emergency fund, and start investing in a very simple, streamlined process. But Jesus, man, take the money. Hey, this podcast is sponsored by our personal finance courses. So if you have problems with mastering your money and you need help, go down below and learn how to master your money. And this is a plan that anyone of any income level can follow. It is simple and easy to follow for any income level in any situation. And it's very straight to the point. And if you want to learn how to make money online, go down below as well. And we'll see you in future episodes.